Hello and welcome to another episode of What High School Did You Go To? I'm Gabe DeVerge. And I'm Chris Hadfield. Um, this is the first time we have recorded in a few weeks where there's not like a significant news dump, so it's no. nice. It's <laughs> nice. Uh, the news dump is that we're going to... Uh, no, we're gonna we're gonna see our Louisville Cardinals play on Saturday, which is pretty dope. Um, Chris, you're you're currently talking to me from a vehicle, a moving vehicle. You're <laughs> not driving. A, I am not driving, but um, this is becoming a regular occurrence. I am actually just saw a badass eagle just fly by. That's pretty cool. Um, I am somewhere once again in Montana, heading back to Kentucky for the holidays. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it's cool. So this is going to be a um, interesting one, an interesting episode. We might lose, I might lose Chris now, man. So we're just going to talk about because we, you know, Chris on the road trying to make things easy, easy, not great, uh, not great cell reception. Um, we're just going to talk about this Wisconsin game, Chris, and it's a pretty big one. Um, so let's uh, let's start the show. Coming to you from inside the Waterson Expressway. Greatness started in Louisville, Kentucky. It's the only podcast that misses cahoots. This is What High School Did You Go To? With your hosts, Chris Hatfield and Gabe DeVerge. Louisville is the greatest. And we're back, Chris. As I mentioned, today we're not going to cover. There's a lot, you know, there's some other things that happened. We had signing day. We had an ACC, um, a new ACC commissioner get announced. But we're not going to talk about that. Uh, the new Jack Harlow album as well. The new Jack Harlow album can't can't forget that because uh, Louisville is playing the Wisconsin Badgers on Saturday. A, a rescheduling of the Big Ten ACC Challenge um, shop that went out um, that was that was postponed due to Louisville's pause on COVID. So, Chris, it's going to be interesting. The first game back from Louisville, I kind of hope they might be able to get that. Um, get a game in before this, but it, it, with North Carolina state, but that was, that wasn't able to do. How do you feel you, you had a, a, a really good thread on Twitter kind of uh, looking at things and, and you've told me kind of, you know, between us that you, you feel, you feel a little good about how Louisville, you know, if they can play sort of to their, to their strength, I know it's, they'll be a little bit rusty, but that they might have an upper hand against Wisconsin. Um, what's your, what's your general, what's your view on, on how this one could go? I mean, yeah, the, in a lot of ways, it, it kind of feels like you're starting the season again um, because obviously you had the – we haven't played basketball for almost two weeks, so it, it kind of feels that way. But I, I do think that Louisville has a decided advantage um, in the backcourt. I think that, that Carly Jones and David Johnson are much significantly better than the Wisconsin guards. And, you know, they, they're going to have that advantage probably throughout the season, really. I think Carly's obviously been better than we anticipate it. Um, and I think this is one of those matchups where that's even going to be a little bit more extreme. So, yeah, man, I mean, minus the rust stuff, I think if, if both teams are playing this game and Louisville's been under a regular schedule, I'm picking Louisville to win this game pretty easily. Um, and I still think they should, honestly. I'm just looking at the service. I don't know how much of Wisconsin have you, you have watched, but to me, they really don't impress me a lot. They don't really do anything great. Yeah. They just do a lot of things well. Um, they're known for their defense. They really don't defend the pick and row well. Um, they do, you know, they defend everything else well. They don't really do a lot of crazy offensive things. They have two big men that are versatile. Um, they have solid guards. But like I said, they're not really great in any area. Um, so it's definitely a game that Louisville can go get as a W, and it would definitely be a good win for Louisville to have. 
Yeah, the only Wisconsin I've watched extensively was the uh, honestly just like the last I think it was like last twenty minutes uh, or, or not twenty minutes, last ten minutes of the of the Marquette loss. Right, and and I sort of gathered that to you because that felt to me like a team they. they market just felt like they like they wanted it more like i never felt like they were incredibly outplaying wisconsin it was just really out hustling getting rebounds um, being physical down low and and i i definitely get the vibe of what you're saying this is this is a a pretty classic wisconsin badgers team um they're absurdly slow temple wise as you would expect um they slow you down on defense they just play general i mean they're 333rd in adjust tempo in Ken Palm, which is like the very, very bottom of, of college basketball. Um, they, uh, they take very good care of the ball on offense. They don't particularly play very well in the paint, but they shoot the ball well and they get to the foul line a decent amount. Um, you know, they, yeah, I mean, so they're, they're not going to beat themselves. They're going to make right. you beat them. But I mean, Louisville, like I remember Max saying in in the press conference um, right after Western Kentucky how he thought that Louisville hadn't really played very well up into that Western Kentucky game, and that's what kind of sucks about like this delay is because it, it not only did it occur, you know, in, we didn't have any Louisville basketball. It came after Louisville's quite clearly best game of the season, best complete performance of the season. We'd seen those flashes before that game, but we really saw it for the whole, you know game um so that's why i feel so confident but it also can make you feel a little uneasy definitely definitely it's it's um this is definitely going to be a game where i think they're going to be going to be tested in a unique way i I think it is an opportunity where you know we've been so we've been so worried about this front court this isn't necessarily the type of game where I'm, i'm 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 super worried about the front court um you know micah potter is is the center um who, who plays the majority of the time for them, Nate Rivers, another guy um, who comes in. Um, neither of them are, are particularly, you know, super, super effective um, right. inside in the paint. Um, Tyler Wall, another guy. Um, but they just rebound extremely well. They don't turn the ball over. It's it's going to be an interesting time, but I think you you know you definitely will need great play out of of guards to to really create um, really create the opportunity. So it should be interesting. Yeah, I mean they have, like I said, they have versatile bigs um, that can that can kind of guard multiple positions. But if there's anything that we've seen over the last like week is that Jalen Weathers is really good. Right. Um, I I know like coming out of the Western game, I think that Dre Davis kind of stole the conversation um, for you know for obvious reasons because he's kind of the fresh face. Of course. But Jalen Jalen Weathers played really good in that game, and I think they'll need him to play well against Wisconsin. But, I mean, I just keep coming back to the guards. Um, I haven't actually tweeted it in that thread yet, but I'm going to pop it up there today. Um, but the worst aspect of Wisconsin's defense has been defending the pick and row. And I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast already. Right. But that seems to be something that Louisville's pushed a little bit more to implement in this offense this year, more so than other years. And it's, it's obvious because they have Carleek and, and David Johnson that can roll that. So I think if they can just execute there, I, I don't think, I don't think Wisconsin can score enough today. Um, you were able to listen to the the Mac press conference. Did you did you have anything from that? Um, anything that you thought was of note? Yeah, well, I think I think the big story, and we're recording this like at four o'clock in the afternoon, so the press conference is about I think like 
three hours ago or two hours ago or so. Um, the big news out of that is that 90% of Louisville's basketball team has had COVID-19, <laughs> um, yeah. which I, I like, I tweeted, like, I think Chris Mack just said this. And I just, because I didn't want to be, you know, I didn't want to want to say something wrong. And, and then quickly I, I saw other people say, um, they, I was correct that, uh, that he did say that, um, which was a staggering figure. Um, and, um, is but for is, me, that's not as shocking though. It's not I mean, shocking. Like, and I, I've, I, I got retweeted by Dan Wolken, which was funny. Um, and I had <laughs> several people be like, Oh, you know, this shows that they're not doing a good job and stuff. And I, I, I don't necessarily think that's the case. I mean, Louisville had a, uh, they had a breakout over the summer, um, kind of Louisville athletics in general has had a few issues. There was that party that, that mm-hmm. was held, um, that a few football players were at and who knows, I mean, that, that if you know, if you went to UofL, you know, all the athletes hang out together. So you can't tell me that that, that, that didn't affect a, a guy or two for the basketball team. Um, and then, of course, this breakout now that Chris Mack has, has definitely, you know, has been very firm in saying that it was not because of what they did. Um, well, yeah, that's that's what I've noticed in the last, like, few weeks that I hadn't seen before. But just talking with people in general is that some of the conversation have sh- has shifted to, like, you know, Louisville Athletics as a department should take some blame from this. And I'm just like, I don't really see it that way, man. Like, obvious. It's, it's very looking, obvious yeah. that... It's obvious that this breakout didn't have wasn't the the fault of global athletics, but I have seen the conversation kind of shift that way, and it, it, I'm like, uh, no, I don't agree with that at all. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I mean, I, I think we're pretty, you know, you and I are pretty, you know, we, we obviously love college basketball and we love this team and we want to see this team succeed, um, but this, you know, this hurts and 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 you know, I like sort of what Coach K said, just like you know. He was he was a good what he was saying was correct, but the kind of the not a great messenger for it, I think, is my thing. You know, this he you know, what are what are we doing? Sometimes I'm thinking, you know, what are why are we playing this? You know, we're not are are we really thinking about the athletes? But I don't think Louisville has done anything to me that has felt flagrant. And I didn't see, you know, some people are like, oh, Chris Mack kind of said it nonchalantly. It's like I don't I don't think Chris Mack is being flagrant about this. I don't right. think he, coach o or or dabbo like well you know now we're a herd immunity like good 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 and it's it's nothing like that but it just was a thing that just really set me back and especially with what happened to keontae johnson over the weekend uh, at florida it's just something i'll have in the back of my head and and some you know i do i do want to ask you uh sorry to me no you're fine I do want to ask you something kind of while we're on this topic, because I was thinking about it and I'm not sure I really had a great answer for it myself. We can get back to Wisconsin in a second if you want to, if we have any other thoughts, but why do you think that we haven't seen this this as present movement among college basketball players of we want to play, we want the season to go like we saw in college football. Is it just because they haven't been directly threatened, you know, with the cancelization of a season? If we saw that, do you think we'd see, a similar reaction or you think it wouldn't be as loud? Well, I think a, I think college basketball always has to give the fact that they, for lack of a better term, they're, they're little brother of college football. And right. I, I think the attention has not been as much on it. You know, you and I had the conversation after the Keontae Johnson incident that, um, 
that you know potentially this could be a turning point maybe some people would come out and we've we've not seen that um yeah, i mean I it do, seems like do, it should have been a bigger story than it, than it has gotten to really i saw backlash against seth davis you know he wrote an article for the athletic was like oh you know gotta shut gotta sh- we shouldn't shut college basketball down and a lot of people were coming at him and i, I get that um I don't know. I, I think you're right. The fact that they weren't kind of directly challenged for a season is correct. I don't, if you put a gun to my head and said, if, you know, they tried to stop college basketball tomorrow, would there be some kind of great movement? I want to say no, because I do think a lot of the movement for college football was still driven to a, to a, a greater degree by, by fans, right. by fans capitalizing on the players who did say they want to play. Sure. And I think I mean, kind of kind of in an indirect way, I'm basically asking you, are college football players more empowered than college basketball <laughs> players? In this? I mean, and I, I think no, I think it like in one way they, they may kind of be. I've never really thought of it that way. I've always viewed that, you know, out of any college athlete, the college football player is definitely on there on the lower end of the totem pole as far as like, you know, being being abused. But. In this instance, they may their their voice may be a little bit more you know valuable, but maybe it's just because it was louder. I don't know. Just something I was thinking. No, that's about. a good question. That's a good question. Um, but on the on, on the front, I, I, the other part that uh, I think got a lot of play um, from the press conference was the the seven or eight scholarship players, which everyone like tweeted out instantly, like, "Oh man, that sounds terrible." And then you reminded me that that's basically what Louisville has been playing with the entire time. Yeah. Um, uh, so if, (laughs) you know, if we're talking, who are the eight scholarship players we're talking about? We're talking about, uh, Jalen Withers, um, Carly Jones, uh, David Johnson, JJ Trainer, Aiden Gahan, um, J, um, Trey Davis, Slazinski, and Sam Williamson. So that's eight right there. That's eight right there. The, the, the seven or eight, you and I, for reasons we can't get into, have uh, theorized that either Carly Jones or Jalen Withers is going to be that, that eighth guy. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. I mean, there, there, there would be a strong chance knowing the things that we know. Um, <laughs> and and any, in this game, if I had to pick one that I wanted to be out, I would definitely have to say Jalen Withers. Um, uh, you know, I obviously, obviously want them all to be yeah. healthy and play, but I, I think that literally, like the matchup issue that Louisville presents in the backcourt, I think is very significant. And I think it could be the very reason that they win this game, even, you know, even not practicing for a few weeks, even with the seven scholarship players. I just think they have a very, very big advantage there. Um, and obviously, without Garlic Jones on the court, then you can't really expose that advantage. It's so funny because Brad Davison has been at Wisconsin. This is his fourth year, and remember, like, kid so much. remember how big a deal he was his like first, yes. like his sophomore year. And he's like, someone said it, like he's progressively gotten worse and worse, <laughs> like statistically, yeah. which is nuts. But you know. I mean, uh, Dimitri Trice is their starting point guard place. That's so, that's the that's the guy that I think they'll really be able to go after in the pick and roll situations. Actually. I mean, neither neither of uh, uh, Trice nor Davison has tremendous tremendous defensive numbers. Um, they they uh, 
They, you know, Trice doesn't commit a lot of fouls. Davison is a fouling machine. He's like <laughs> uh, 2.9 fouls committed. Well, I guess that's not a ton, but th- that's, that's, you know, for a guard, that's a pretty good amount. Um, it's interesting to me. I, I, I think you're absolutely right. Louisville is better than these, these two guards. No, nah, hands down. Um, if, if Carly Jones and David Johnson and Samuel Williamson to a degree are playing, then I think you, you've, you've got those guys there. Um, it'll be interesting. I, 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 this is a game that I really, really want Louisville to win and, and will go a long way for me to, um, how I feel about them for the rest of the season. Sure. This, you know, they're kind of backs against the wall in some ways, you know, coming out of it. If they can shake off the rest quickly, this is a game where I think they solidify themselves as a top four team. You know, you're talking about them in the upper echelon of the ACC, which is really in flux if you're talking about, you know, you know, Duke, you know, it seemed a little bit on the right track last night, but, you know, they're not playing great. Um, you know, North Carolina seems to be the best team in that in, in that league. Virginia is is going to have a few chance to remind us that they're really good. They're playing Gonzaga on the same exact day on Saturday or next Saturday. I, I think Gonzaga is going to absolutely run them. I just want to put that out there right now. You're probably right, but I just, I'm just saying Virginia has opportunities. And they right, yeah. Um, I, I do think that if you're looking – for like just something weird to take away from this game minus like the win and loss. I think it'll be kind of interesting if Louisville decides that they want to go a little bit faster against Wisconsin because Wisconsin, you, you already mentioned at the beginning of the, the podcast, there's been so much said about Chris Mack wanting to play slow and, you know, the yeah. fans hate that and blah, 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 blah. I'm not really sure that's the way Mack wants to play. I just think he's fine with, you know, letting the opponent kind of dictate the pace and he's comfortable with Louisville playing in either way. I will be interested to see if there's any like force of that um, Saturday to see them kind of speed up the game and, you know, get things in transition a little more. Yeah, it is going to be interesting. I mean, Louisville has, you know, their 282nd in adjusted tempo. So they, they definitely have been playing slower, but I think you're right that this has been, you know, there have been games where they've been able to, you know, they've been able to slow things down. You know, they, they played pretty quickly um, against Seton Hall. Um, you know, they played pretty quickly against Duke last year, if I remember correctly. Yeah. As well. Yeah. And it's it, um, not to like, not to make everything about the Kentucky game, but it, it was pretty, it's, it will be pretty interesting to me, you know, comparing the, that this Louisville game against Wisconsin and Kentucky who's playing North Carolina, that game is going to be a track meet. And, you know, sort of how those teams match up, you know, because Kentucky, when they've played slow, has been just absolute garbage. So it will be interesting to see, you know, kind of how Temple works in each of these situations. Yeah, and Kentucky playing North Carolina just out of the clear blue sky is just wild. Like, it's it's really crazy. Did you see that? Did you send me? Was it you who sent me the Kyle quote? The he decided. Oh yeah, about going to Atlanta or something like that. That was very random. Oh man, <laughs> I, I I really think John Calipari is turning into Ripetino in a lot of ways. You're not. It's weird, man. He's he's definitely. There's something going on, man. There's something weird happening. I, I, I think you're absolutely right, and sort of his callisms have just become even more callistic of <laughs> um, Andy Sweeney tweeted out the you know he apparently said that you know he's got 10 guys who aren't you know who aren't friends with each other <laughs> they don't know each other they don't, just, they don't know <laughs> they don't know each other it's like wait a minute you know these guys are all quarantined shouldn't they be able to be together isn't that the point right. 
yeah um yeah. which is pretty funny i yeah I, I we don't need to spend a whole ton of time talking about kentucky but this game you know louisville no i think that's i think that's a good call out though um if the I, I, kentucky's gonna want to go super fast against mobile i don't see that changing regardless of how these games play out so it will be interesting to see you know how they look in a game that the the tempo is just going to be ridiculous in north yeah. carolina and kentucky you're absolutely right about that um i'm interested to see how they look on the glass um i know that some of their fan base thinks they had a second half renaissance against a team with seven scholarship players um but i don't know how i really feel about that so no i'll, I'll be watching um it's it's the biggest biggest game every year um so obviously um it, it's something that you're gonna you're you're gonna want to take away stuff from so um do we want to put a official prediction against for Louisville, wisconsin we have very limited information um, but well, we can we can put something on record if you want to i've already picked them to lose once this season so <laughs> Yeah, let's let's do it let's let's um let me first say that the uh official ken palm projection uh is louisville is louisville loses 68 to 64 and gives them a greatest yet no they haven't and i i I don't know if that's a, a a a factor of how weird this season is but yeah um it's it's where i go it's i don't know it's my it's my thing what do you think chris I've already told you that I have Louisville winning by double digits, so I'm not going <laughs> to go away from that. So, just just so we're clear, I had Louisville beating or losing to Western, and Louisville won by 20 plus. Um, so now I have them winning this weekend by double digits. So it should be fun. Um, give me Wisconsin in a squeaker, just six, okay. 64, maybe 64, 61, 64, 62. I don't see this one getting in the upper 60s. I don't think we're going to play the, the the game to 68 or 71 or whatever you want to say um i just uh, this louisville team is the coming off this amount of rest you know the other thing chris max that i think is notable in this situation um i i you know they he's never had a team that's had this long of a layoff before he's never well out. yeah well this is i think i saw this is the longest louisville's been laid off since like the 50s in between games so and yeah. i feel you know i i have confidence in this team i think if this game had happened regularly i would have picked louisville i would have felt good about louisville um but I'm just I'm concerned about the layoff. I'm con- especially when you're talking about a team that hasn't been super great shooting wise. Um, I'm just concerned that that there's going to be a lot of bricks. There's going to be a lot of missed you know shots. Um, you know, Louisville not they don't take a, a whole whole lot of of three pointers. But um, I think in general that's my concern. And and when we're talking about kids being sick and coming back, I've just seen it seen it too many times. I think it was funny because Lamar Jackson came back from from having COVID nineteen, <laughs> and I was I was pretty hard in a few places. I was like, hey, you know, I just, he's going to look really bad. Cam Newton looked terrible, and he had probably his best game of the year so far. Um, right. <laughs> but um, so you know that goes to show what I know. But from from what I understand, you know, the fact that. Louisville had to cancel this game on Wednesday because kids were still not hundred percent. You know, sure. it's, it's not, it's, it doesn't seem like it's the ideal situation, but I think Louisville is going to, you know, figure, figure things out um, and, and play well. But if, if this, if this is a Louisville down by 12 at halftime situation, I'm not, I'm not going to be shocked in the slightest. Yeah. I mean, if there's, if there's any game 
on the schedule that you need to use perspective with more so than any. It's this one. Um, I, I think you, you can take away good things and bad things, but my goodness, um, regardless of what the result is, I, I don't know how much you can take away from it, even if it is a you know big W. Um, it's just it's one of those games where quite literally anything could happen. Um, like I said, I, I expect Louisville to win. I'm going to roll with that. Um, but I can definitely see any scenario playing out. I hope you're right, Chris. I hope you're right. And definitely, you know, definitely a chance. I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a, a blowout against Louisville. I think they, they, they are the most more talented team. Um, anyone in particular you're keying in on, or you think who's the most important person to you? Um, you sort of mentioned the guard play. I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing you're going to pick on the guards, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think if I was going to pick one, I would actually, instead of Carleek, I'd probably lean to David Johnson just because he comes off his best game of the season. Um, I, I mean, I just – if either of those guys play really well, I think Louisville wins. So, I, you can take your pick. Um, that's, that's just kind of the way I feel. I don't really have much more beyond saying that. I think I was very, very happy to see David Johnson have such a good game against Western because we obviously knew – he was there, but there was that thing in your back of the mind where were our expectations too high for this guy? Yeah. Um, yeah. Something going on. And then he finally showed it and it was like, okay, we're good. He's fine. Um, so, you know, him having a big game on the, on the big stage would be very happy, uh, be a very good thing. But I think either him or Carly, if one of them play well, um, you know, say have 16, seven points, a few turnovers and a few assists, I think Louisville wins. So I, Either one of them in the backcourt, um, I, I would go with. How about you? Um, you know, I, I don't. I, just so I don't repeat you, I, I think I'm going to call out Jalen Withers and or JJ Trainer, just because I, you know one thing Wisconsin is incredibly adept at is is blocking the ball um and just 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 disrupting at the rim um they're 12th in the country in block percentage and and have the six most blocks um in the entire ncaa with uh yeah so they don't do anything Go ahead. I said they don't do anything great. That that is probably the thing they do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and they're they're only allowing thirty nine point two percent of two point baskets, which is you know top twenty five in the NCAA as well. So I I, I think it's going to be you know those guys need to have not bad games. I don't think they need to have you know the best games, but you know you're going to need them to have you know some of the performance that we've, we've seen the past few games, we need them definitely to be a little more uh, Western Kentucky uh, than, than um, some of the other ones, you know? Um, so, I mean, Dre Davis having a big game would be good too. Um, just, just yeah. one of those, one of those forwards uh, or, or, or uh, Jalen Withers playing the five is, is very important. All right, man. Well, we will have a more extended podcast. Hopefully sometime this week when I'm not in a vehicle and we can actually have coherent thoughts together. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. You know, um, if, you know, it, it, safe travels, I, I think, you know, we, we'll talk, of course, th- this ACC thing is really interesting to me. Um, so I, I really want to talk about that in, de- in depth, but um, with Chris and the, you're still in the hills of South Dakota. You think you said last? Uh, well, when I get to South Dakota, it's probably going to turn into a bird box situation because I don't know if I want to get out my vehicle there. Uh, <laughs> but I am close to Billings, Montana. So Billings, Montana. So, okay, yeah. so you know, yeah. shout out, shout out to the homies in Billings. <laughs> uh, that's the capital, right? It is the capital. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting town. It's much like Lexington, if I had a comparison to it. There you go. Good to know. 
But all right, Chris, uh, thanks for, for spending your time. Safe travels home. And, uh, you know, hope everyone enjoys the game. And uh, we will talk to you on the other side. Take care. <laughs>